APU. American Public University is proud to present Exploring STEM. Hello, my name is Dr. Bjorn Mercer, and today we're talking to Dr. Stacey Malinowski, Associate Dean in the School of Health Sciences. And today we're talking about health documentaries. So welcome, Stacey. Hi, Bjorn. Thanks for having me. This is a great topic. There is a booming industry, that sounds funny, but of health documentaries out there. Some are good, some are in the middle, and some uh, not so great. And so there are some really great documentaries available on different components of health. What are some that you've seen and what did you like about them? Oh, I've seen a lot of them. I have to admit, this is kind of my guilty pleasure. I absolutely love watching them. So I will say the most recent one that I really enjoyed um, that I thought was well done was called The Game Changer. I don't know if you've seen that one. It's focused on the importance of uh, a plant-based diet, but in the application of like human performance and think your athletes and ultra athletes. Um, I liked that one. I really liked What the Health. I thought that was a good one. And there are so many good ones that I've seen, but I think overall the theme is what makes something good for me, you know, quote unquote good documentary, um, is how the information is presented. I like to see... Um, information presented on, on both sides where, you know, I, I understand what the position is of the of the filmmaker, but they seem to explore the issue fully um, and can present information on both sides of the topic uh, without necessarily villainizing anybody um, and letting the viewer come to their own conclusions while providing factual information. Yeah, I think that should be the stated goal of every documentary, but it's amazing how when you watch, quote, a documentary, um, it'll be very biased, honestly. Yes, there there are several that I have seen out there like that. And, and that's kind of when I sometimes want to just turn my attention off because you can find research, I feel like, to support or refute anything if you look hard enough. So when somebody focuses on just all of something, you know, or not at all on something. It just, it just doesn't provide a very objective opinion overall. Yeah. And there are some documentaries which are very interesting and it's one person's journey through their health issues or finding a diet that works for them or, or different things like that. And, and that's one person. And, uh, and typically what'll happen is that it's, you know, it's a snapshot in time. But then, of course, we don't see what happens to them for the next five years. <laughs> you know, so a good doc, a good health documentary would really be longitudinal, where you watch people or watch an individual for a very long time. But then at the same time, it's just one person and we're all individuals. And so like how my body reacts to certain foods or different things like that will be similar to a million other people, but not similar to another million other people. <laughs> so it's so, so difficult. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the first thing that popped in my head when you were talking about a longitudinal thing is, do you remember, I'm sure you've probably watched The Biggest Loser and those extreme weight loss shows in the past. And, you know, then you see, well, where are they now? And a lot of them aren't at the same place where they were right after the show got done filming. My wife and I used to love watching The Biggest Loser because, you know, um, to be honest, I've never dealt with having to lose a lot of weight. So I don't know what that's like. Uh, but watching them go through that, it's such a difficult and emotional experience for them. And when they do lose the weight, it is such, it is so amazing. Uh, but at the same time, they're in such a controlled environment where they're, you know, their food is controlled. Uh, they have 
physical trainers, personal trainers, everything there to help them. Everything about that experience is helping them lose weight. Uh, but then after the cameras are turned off and they have done this amazing weight loss, they go back to home and changing those eating habits. That's the hardest thing for the long term. Absolutely. And that's why I like the documentaries that will show you, you know, the benefits um, in, in not such an extreme way where they can really show you how these things can be incorporated into anybody's diet. Um, the ones that aren't all or nothing. And hey, we're not saying you have to be a vegan, but these are the benefits of incorporating as many plant-based foods as possible or you know, not say, oh, never eat meat again because the cattle industry does this and the dairy industry does that. But, you know, hey, you might want to consider reducing your intake because um, because once you get into extremes, then people, I would say, find it very difficult to maintain those changes. No, I agree. And I, I think for several years now have encouraged people and on podcasts, I've said in a very non-judgmental way, you know, eating more fruits and vegetables is a good thing, especially vegetables. Uh, reducing your meat, meat intake is a good thing. But nobody has to go vegetarian. Nobody has to go full vegan. Um, because I don't think, well, first of all, the science doesn't say one or the other is the absolute best. Because I, as you said, or, you know, previously, you know, if you have one study, there will be another study that could refute it or parts of it, you know, maybe not completely, but, you know, having more, um, you know, vegetables in your diet and having leaner meats is always a good thing. Right. Like nobody's ever going to, I, I don't think you'll ever find research that says vegetables are bad. I just, I don't think that exists, but you know, then you look at things that say, oh, if you grill your, you know, grill things, the char from the charcoal, you know, creates this chemical compound that's dangerous to your health and could be carcinogenic. Um, so really, you you can find research out there on anything. Example, the egg, like the egg was like a superstar. And then the egg was the worst thing you could ever put in your body. And then the egg is okay again, as long as you eat it in moderation. Um, so that's where it's consumers have to, as they're watching these shows, they need to be like, hmm, okay, A, well, when was this done? Um, you know, be, you know, who funded the study? Where is this coming from? And, and then combine that with, well, what makes sense for me? What makes sense for, for my health conditions that I have? Exactly. And I don't know, um, I, this sounds funny. I think we're the same age-ish, but I remember growing up and bagels were big and, oh, bagels, you know, bagels are healthy and they're extraordinarily dense carbohydrates. And again, there's nothing wrong with carbohydrates, but you don't need hundreds and hundreds of calories of carbohydrates without any good proteins. Yeah. But do you remember back when bagels were good? Do you remember how big bagels were? And I now don't. how big bagels are? Like oh, okay. if you go, you know, to a bagel shop and get a bagel, they're pretty big. And if you look at the calorie count on the wall, it's like, wow, do I really want to put a 500 calorie bagel in my body? go in the freezer section of the grocery store and I'll pick you know, lenders bagels. If you look at them, they look tiny. That's the size a bagel supposed to be like, but now, you know, the whole portion distortion theory, you know, now they look so tiny and like, it's not enough. And that that's, that's the size, that's a serving size. 
Yeah, you know, and uh, and this is I'm I'm gonna, I'm going to pitch you a, a health documentary. <laughs> uh, you know, there should be a health documentary, which there probably is one already, where uh, couples just go out to eat and they just share their meal, because at most places, in no way should you eat the entire meal. You know, you should eat a portion of it or even half of it. Like whenever we go somewhere, uh, my wife and I usually share you know, a meal, uh, you know, or when you get like burger and fries, uh, you shouldn't eat the entire, or you can have the entire burger, but should you eat all the fries? Should you have a 1500 calorie meal in one sitting? I mean, I would say no. Yeah. And I think, so I find that interesting because it, like any mainstream diet plan that you do, because unlike you, I have had struggles with my weight a lot in the past. And I've done the Weight Watchers, I've done the LA Weight Loss Centers, and I've done everything out there. And one of the first things they teach you, if you go out to eat, ask them to just box half your meal um, before they even bring it out. So they're just serving you a more reasonable size portion. Um, so I know my parents, when they would go out to eat because they were older and couldn't eat that much, they would either go out at lunchtime to get lunch size portions, or they would often share a meal. But most places now will charge you for sharing a plate. And, you know, sometimes it feels like everywhere you go, there's these things that are trying to prevent you from doing the right thing. No, I completely agree. And it unfortunately then makes me think of the the economics of food, you know, like with bagels. Why are bagels so big? They shouldn't be so big. You know, we will often give our kids half a bagel uh, because a full bagel is just massive. Or if you go out to eat, you know, if you get that one entree for that, for you as an individual, it's just, it's too much. And so, yeah, I I think that's a great idea of just, you know, boxing up half of it. Because when you're in the moment of eating something that's so good, you have to have a lot of um, will to say, nope, I'm going to stop and not eat the rest of those. Or if you're eating French fries that are just like the perfect crispiness and saltiness, it's very hard to say, I'm not going to eat this huge, massive basket that's essentially a bunch of empty calories, but they're so good. Yeah, I, I'll say I'm guilty. You know, there's the distracted eating. So there's a lot of you know, people will suggest practicing mindfulness when you eat um, and actually taking the time to put thought into what you're doing to savor everybody. You know, what does that mouth feel? What is, you know, what is sensation? Making sure that you're chewing thoroughly and just really engaging in every bite. And through that practice, it slows your eating down. You can maybe have more of a sensation that you're full and it can lead to less overeating and more enjoyment. You know, I think a lot of times now we're so busy and we're rushing from one thing to the next. And even if maybe you didn't stop and get fast food, you're still rushing and you're rushing to get through dinner, to get dinner cleaned up, to do homework, to get the kids in the bath, to get to bed. So I think everything has just shifted so much where we've just gone so convenience and convenience and an inconvenience all at the same time that you actually have to stop and eat, take time out of your day. Yeah, I completely agree. We can talk about this actually for days about the structure of life here in the US where we're going from place to place to place and food is easy, but the food is typically lower quality, higher fat, but tastes great. And so those are all just things working against you. And so the next question we have is, so health documentaries, these films sometimes present information that isn't always in line with government or agency recommendations. And how do we know what the right information is? That's a tricky question. And it's a great question. I think first thing to remember is, again, 
When was it made? We tend to watch, I, I watch a lot of stuff on Netflix. It doesn't mean that it wasn't made several years ago and hasn't made a reemergence. So check and see when the film was made. I actually, after watching one of the last ones that I watched, they made some claims that I was like, huh, I didn't know that. And they were saying that, I believe it was, you know, well, dairy actually, you know, can cause cancer, yet the Cancer Society recommends including dairy. And they were trying to get a response from that industry and couldn't get one. And I was like, huh. So I started to do my research. Now, this documentary was a few years old. And all of the things throughout that documentary that that filmmaker had uncovered had indeed been changed now on all of these organizations' websites. So at the time, he was very cutting edge and he actually did uncover some things that we had known to be true for a long time that really weren't. So I will say the most important thing you can do is think of what makes sense for you. If you're thinking about, as you're watching this and thinking, I should do that, talk to your doctor or your healthcare professional because why a lot of the times they say, oh, you know, eat more vegetables, those things, again, not going to hurt you. Some people have certain diseases, have certain lifestyle restrictions where, you know, if you watch a show about Atkins, but you have kidney disease, you cannot go on a high protein diet just because that documentary told you to, you know, so making sure that we're running through what we're feeling through our healthcare providers that knows our medicines, our histories, those types of things. It reminds me of when those documentaries, health documentaries about juice diets came out. And again, there's nothing wrong with potentially having that as, as an option of maybe a few times a week or something, but going to where that's the only thing you have, that could be a little rough on your body. Yeah, I agree. So anything that seems, and I'm saying that's extreme, but as you're watching them, if something just feels a bit extreme, you know, maybe take a bit of time to do some more investigation on your own. I think an important thing when you, if you hear something and you look into it further and you're finding these articles, it's so easy to find stuff on the internet now, but it really does pay to see who's driving the research behind some of these things. And you should be able to tell easily who is funding the research. If it's hard to tell, that should be a red flag that, okay, you know, maybe this was not such an unbiased study. So that's something I think consumers need to think about. Yeah. And it reminds me of decades ago when the research studies were funded by the cigarette companies. It's okay. It's okay. Cigarettes are okay. Funded by cigarette companies. And we'd like to think that this still doesn't happen. It happens all the time where a certain industries will fund research and that research will be biased. Science should never be biased, but it is. And so, yeah, it's very important to always double check information literacy, especially health information literacy is so critical and it's confusing. And that's why it's important to put in the time to look things up and, and ask questions. Yes. And it certainly doesn't mean that every study about how beef is great supported by the Cattlemen's Association is incorrect. It doesn't. But people need to think with a critical mind and, and look at things with a critical eye and say, you know, well, there's this one study that says it's really great by this organization. And there's all these other studies that kind of don't. Where should we believe? So looking at the full scope of an issue, really educating yourself on whatever that issue, let that health documentary be a catalyst for you, whether it's, oh, plant-based diet or juicing or whatever it might be, let that be the catalyst to empower you to do your own research and to talk to your healthcare team before making any decisions. Yeah, very well said. And today we're speaking with Dr. Stacy Manowski, and we'll be right back after a short break. 
At American Public University, we believe that higher education can unlock higher purpose. So we offer 200 modern programs for those who want to make a difference. And we believe education must adapt to students' needs. That's why we've made it accessible through online classes and flexible with monthly program starts. American Public University, within reach, without limits. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. And we're back with Dr. Stacy Malinowski. And so this brings us to the next question is, as a healthcare professional, when you watch these films, what are your thoughts? I always am fascinated. I'm fascinated by the drive that these filmmakers have. I love that they're so passionate about their topic. I learn something new every time I watch them, or I should say at least I find a new point for myself to go down a rabbit hole of discovery and looking at different topics. I get it, you know, some of them are very sensational. So I tend to lean towards the ones that are a bit more, okay, well, this seems realistic and much more objective than some of the really sensational ones. And that's great advice because unfortunately, when somebody says sensational stuff, that always gets more attention. Absolutely. You know, I'll say like the whole Twitter rule. Uh, if you scream something sensational or that just creates conflict, you'll get more attention versus somebody who's very moderate and, you know, looks at both sides and tries to be very fair and balanced. Usually that gets lost in the conversation. But that's also typically the more reasonable approach, especially when it comes to health. And so, the last question we have is, what advice do you have for consumers who watch these documentaries about following the advice within them? So when you learn these new things and see, you know, you can examine the same topic from a different viewpoint, I really think it can encourage people to do a deeper dive into the topic, see the full scope, you know, what is the impact on your health? What's the impact on the environment? And what does that mean to you? So these should be very personal choices for people. They shouldn't be I don't want to say bullied into them by watching a sensational film, but they should allow people to start mindfully processing the information and making the best choices for them that make sense for their unique situation. Yeah, I completely agree. And also, you know, what you said about following the money, who funds different things? Are these documentaries made by small little documentary makers who want to get out a message? Or are they funded wholly by like big agra, <laughs> you know, all these different things, you know, and also... I remember watching a documentary, and I apologize, I don't have it off the top of my head, where they're talking about cow farming, where it's, what is it called? Open pasture, <laughs> free-range cow farming. And, you know, there's not enough land to have that acreage of land to have that kind of free-range kind of organic meat for American consumers. However, Americans also consume more more meat than anybody else in the world besides, I believe, Pacific Islanders. <laughs> you know, so we eat too much meat. And that's very judgy, I, I agree. But do you want to have organic, healthy, say, burgers? Or do you want to have highly industrialized burgers that also is a detriment to the cow's health? That sounds funny, but industrialized farming is not a good, accurate statement. Is not good. Yeah, it's interesting. As I watch these documentaries and when I do approach it, every time I sit down, I want to approach it for the health aspect. I always leave a little mortified no matter which one I watch, when they start talking about the industrial farming. After the last one I watched, I will never eat pork again. I'll just say. I love pork. I love bacon. It's one of my favorite foods. But yeah, there's definitely a lot of personal choice and personal decisions that you have to make as you watch these things. And, you know, they give you these statistics. Oh, if everybody replaced one meal 
a week with a plant-based meal, we would save this much in greenhouse emissions. And I do think there's something to that. I do think beyond the health benefits, you know, for our planet, for the animals, I do think it's all important. But then at the same time, I think, well, if I stop eating meat, they're still going to have all of that meat in the case at the grocery store. Like then what happens to it? Are they going to keep producing it? And then it's just going to go to waste because a few less people aren't buying it. So I, it's tricky. You know, it's hard. What, what is the right thing to do? And that's it all goes down to your personal choice. Okay. Yes, I could save the planet by not eating it. But you know what? For me, I'm not going to choose to eat it because of. And hopefully if everybody kind of makes those decisions for themselves on a larger scale, there will be a bigger impact one day. Right. And choices should be made by the consumer. I will often say that it's not the government's job to tell us how to eat. The government should give us good guidelines on how to eat, you know, but at the same time, I would say, you know, Americans should reduce their meat consumption by half just because as a country, we eat so much meat. Now, if they did that, that would also destroy the meat industry. <laughs> if everybody ate only high quality burgers, McDonald's would go out of business. So there's all these different things that are completely interconnected to people's personal habits. And that's why it's so difficult because each individual person makes that choice. And then you multiply it by, say, you know, 330 million Americans. And that's the economy we have today. But if things do change, that's not a bad thing, but change is slow. Absolutely. It's slow. It's painful. You know, and it's going to come at a cost while we might reap the benefits. You're right. There are other industries that are not going to be, you know, sustained if we make better choices. But you know, if we think about the end of the day, if we think decades from now and our, you know, our children's children, which world is going to be you know, the better one? Which world do you want to live in? The one with the healthy people and the green open pastures and access to healthy, fresh food? Or do you want to live like the world? I'm sure you've seen Wally, you know, where the planet's been destroyed and everybody's living on a spaceship with no physical activity, you know, and that's very futuristic. But if we keep going the way we're going, What's going to happen if we don't make those changes? Exactly. And eating and one's health is choice. I mean, there's so much that goes into that choice. <laughs> there's where you're born, who your family was. It's very, very complex. However, as an adult, there's ways to change it. And so to have a good, healthy life is about change. And change isn't easy. But change is important. And yeah, yeah. I've done many, many podcasts about climate change and different environmental things with Dr. Kristen Drexler. And there's just little changes that we can all make here and there that can make not only our food better, healthier, <laughs> and taste good too, but also just, you know, the world around us. And so at the end of the day, you know, I think health documentaries that say they have one way to do things should be wary. Like you said, it should be a starting point to ask more questions, to do more research. Absolutely. And that that's my one main takeaway from today is just everybody should make their own choices based on what's best for them. And people should be empowered to do what's best for them and in doing what's best for them by researching it too. So they know what they're getting into. They can make the best choice for themselves, their families, based on their health. But these documentaries can be great starting points for them. Completely agreed. And so absolutely wonderful conversation, Stacey. Any final words? Nope. Thanks for having me today. Excellent. And so today we were speaking with Dr. Stacey Malinowski about health documentaries. And my name is Dr. Bira Mercer, and thank you for listening. For more information about our university, visit us at studyatapu.com.
APU. American Public University.